sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and can even keep you from getting the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the No BS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. Welcome to the OBS Sales School Podcast. I'm your host, Walker McKay. Today, I got a great guest, somebody I've known for, shoot, over a year. His name is Doug Lehman, and Doug is the founder of Lehman's Terms, and he has a true passion for leveraging sales and digital media content to grow business revenue and improve client retention. Here's what that means. Doug's a smart guy. He's been using video professionally for over eight years. He specializes in the art of storytelling, works a lot with people in sales, trainers, speakers, authors, produce personalized training videos, interviews, testimonials, and event video spotlights. Today, Doug and I are going to talk about how to use video to build brand awareness and get more clients. Not the basic bullshit. Everybody knows that. But how do we do this to the next level? Doug Lehman, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here with us. Walker, thanks for having me. Long time, no talk, no video. We I met know. earlier last year, and uh, I'm on. No BS. Let's get it going. Oh, yeah, let's roll. So, Doug, take two minutes and tell me how you got to be the king of video. Well, like you and like many of your audience, I've been in sales, you know, sales, customer facing positions, whether it's training, sales, account management, you name it, you claim it. Work for companies like IBM, Sun, Cisco. That's the resume. That's the corporate resume. Really yes. leveraging video, both inside and outside sales. Well, about eight, 10 years ago, you know, started to step into that entrepreneur thing. Thought about being a consultant for sales and uh, started leveraging video on my website. More people paid attention to video than me. They didn't care about my degrees and my experience. They wanted to know me doing video. And that's when a pivot was made that, hey, leveraging video to sell, to tell your story is the way to go. And as you said in the intro, I primarily work with speakers, trainers, and authors that are in the sales profession. Why? Because I understand that and I'm one of them. So I like storytelling. But I like the passion of video to close more deals. So take that corporate side, the entrepreneur side, in layman's terms, I'm just a guy that leverages video, this passion about generating results with stories and sales. So how did you get involved in video? How is it, what was it that attracted you to video in the first place? I think, you know, a lot of virtual learning, a lot of training, you know, YouTube was around, obviously it's been around for a while, but how do you go to school? How do you learn? You watch things. You're, we're all visual learners. So I watched a lot yeah. of video content. I said, you know what? On my website, I don't want plain text. I'm not that photogenic. But if I can have a motion picture there with videos, you know, you can see me in action. So the visual elements of learning, separating yourself against the competition. Now, the hone in on that, that was a few years back. Now, video's the norm. In a sense, for most people, it should be. And we're not going to go get into the basics, like you said. But at that time, I thought it was, it was to sell different. It was cutting edge. It, it made you stand out amongst the competition. Yep. So um, what's changed about video use in the past, say, five or six years? What's changed? Well, obviously, the last couple of years, we're, we're in a pandemic. And that made people not travel to use more videos. Production value and equipment cost. Quick equipment costs and the tools have gone down. Your cell phone is a Mac Daddy camera to do production. Yep. Okay, webcams have gotten better. 
all the so the technology's gotten cheaper because you think about 10 years ago, oh my God, video production, it's gonna cost me hundreds and thousands of dollars to do. Now people are whipping out their cell phones doing production. The technology has gotten easier. The reach has gotten more, but it's more acceptable now. So one area of technology's changed. The second area is reach. Because of the pandemic, now people are leveraging video with hybrid events, speaking events. Speakers aren't going out on the road. They're leveraging video and conferences. I think we're going to go back to both where you're speaking to a virtual audience and you're speaking face-to-face. So reach with video has gone up. Technology costs have gone down. And just each and every year, Cisco puts out a stat how much web traffic is going to be on video. And, you know, are they 80%, 90%? It changes every year. But the point is, it's not going back as far as production. So what is it that, um, I mean, you mentioned the iPhone, right? And everybody seems to have one of those things. Sometimes I've got some friends who are photographers and they have really been, they've had the hell beat out of them because everybody's got an iPhone. Now they can take pretty pictures of buildings or pretty pictures of whatever they're doing. How does, how has everybody's got an iPhone impacted your business? I think for me, it's, it's an added bonus. I had to make the pivot. If they're doing video on their iPhone, hire me to edit. Mm-hmm. So how do I take that video footage from that iPhone to make it look better? Everybody's doing video. And I say everybody, we're doing a lot more than we did five years ago, five yes. years prior to that. So, yeah, competition-wise, it, it comes down to the story of the content. What works for you in video may not work for another client. But, you know, to answer your question with a question, it would be more of, yeah, there's more video distribution, but there's a lot of shitty Excuse me, no BS videos out there. Yeah. So how do you take that to the next level? Visual elements, so was, captions, exact, you know. So we talked about this before the show started. Was how do you elevate the game in video, right? Because everybody's got the camera, they can turn it on, but that doesn't mean it's good. A lot of it is shit. So how does how would somebody how do you help people elevate their game in video? Well, you know, we can go back to video one on one, which we're not gonna do, have the right camera, right lighting, the whole bit. Yeah, I think the one thing in life in general, whether it's sports, sales, business, you want to learn from some of the best of the best. So you watch and you learn. I use the phrase social watching. I'll go back and watch videos of people that are doing great work. I emulate, I replicate, I duplicate. You know, I learn from the best. So put some time into the craft to watch and implement your own style. So one thing is put in the work and practice. And I don't, you know, perfect practice makes perfect, not just practice, but looking at people that are doing video that you emulate. You don't have to copy their style, but look at the elements. I mean, my God, Google University is a great university to learn a lot of video. And YouTube is is. where you get your degree or whatever hosting site. So my thing is you got to learn, you got to watch. I mean, it's not like get the fear over video. We're past that. Take yes. a look at what works, emulate. And that goes from sales and business. Who's, who's killing it out there? We all can learn from somebody. Who is somebody out there right now that's doing great video that you'd recommend people go look up? From a sales perspective, I would say production-wise and just the authentic story is Victor Antonio. He's got okay. an online training academy. He does a lot with video. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, I look at the YouTube people out there, um, Sean Cannell, people like that that are doing, they may be talking more video marketing, not in the sales realm, realm yep, but, yep. but I'm learning from them. If I can take one or two things away from uh, Roberto Blake's a, a video marketing guy, if I can learn a few things from those people and spin it to sales, how to set up, because at the end of the day, you want to get their attention because we're competing for time and attention. So how do I attract your attention and, and less than 15 seconds or whatever and leveraging video. 
So how, what is the um, for a marketing video for us do for a sales video? How long should a sales, like a prospect video last? What's the longest? I ask that, yeah, and it, and I use it, it depends if a question with a question, but how long does that video keep that particular person engaged? It, how long right. does it take for, does that video keep that person engaged? Number two, is it relevant to them and does it resonate with them? You can talk over somebody's head, they're going to tune you out. Yeah. If you don't bring any insight or value, you're done. You don't get their attention. So, you know, I don't want to put a time, a minute, 30, you know, we can, come, but I, I saw this quote, as long as your client or the viewer is engaged, let alone, can they comprehend what you're saying in layman's terms? Yeah, right. Or right, right, what you're right, saying so. and what you're showing. I can't comprehend it. I'm tuning out. It I'm doesn't matter, right? It doesn't yeah, matter yeah, yeah, yeah. how short it is or long it is. So if somebody's putting out, so what is it that those but, folks but before, are doing? I'm sorry, to, but for like a prospecting message, a one, one off, yeah, you want to keep it short to the point with bullet points. So yeah, shorter is better in that regards. But I didn't mean it could take you off that, but you know, if a general no, no, no. prospecting short is better, but there is, there is a need for long form video. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've used both in my business. A lot of my marketing stuff is more short, is short form. And a lot of the, um, the training stuff obviously is longer form. Sure. So what is it then? How important is crisp? I'm going to call it, let's just say extremely good video editing versus kick-ass content, mediocre editing, and then you've got mediocre content, kick-ass editing. Can you, do you have an opinion of which is better or worse? I, they all of the above and then some, and what I mean by that, you, you definitely want to have good content, but if I can't see it right and it doesn't look good, I'm tuning out with poor audio quality. Audio is a depth right. of video if you don't have audio. Ah. But as we get more and more video in sales, it's like when you're doing discovery questions, when you're out there targeting a client, you want to bring insight in that video. So how do I get my attention? So it's, it's a combination of both. It doesn't have to be a Hollywood production. You don't have to have five different camera angles and paid actors and everything. You can have all that, but if the message sucks and it doesn't connect with people, it doesn't really matter. At the same so time, are, we're, at, at the same time, we're kind of past the phase of, hey, I'm on a selfie and hey, hello, whoa, and I have no yeah, message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, so there's that extreme. You hey, know, everybody. that thing is keep it authentic with the video. Yeah, keep it authentic to a certain extent. It has to be done right with a right message. It's context more than content, I think, in a way. Tell me more about that. Well, I, I like to say con yeah, you have, you have content is the type of videos, whether it's a personal video message, a testimonial, but context is who's your target audience? Am I doing a video to Walker McKay or am I doing the Walker McKay and Associates in his group or am I doing a general marketing broadcast to all sales professionals? You've got to know your target audience and that's the right context. So every way I do a message is a different style. So it all comes down to the context of your audience. So I was taught when doing video that to treat my audience, even if I'm doing general marketing emails to LinkedIn, I was taught to speak to you, not you all, but the one person, the one person in the audience that needs to hear it. Is that something that you believe in as well? I, I do. I totally 100% on that. You want to make because that's the one-to-one -one connection. Yes. Yep. But when you get into the freaking automation videos and you see those spam videos that go to everybody, if you're trying to 
cast a wide net, you're still speaking one-to-one, but you may market that less personalized to a bigger group for reach. It's, it's about time. But no, 100%, as I like to say, keep it 100, is one-to-one with that person, but, but taking it to that personal element, it's like personal video. And that's where I think the bigger play, well, I know the bigger play where we're going in video. It's one thing to just do a video, but if you don't personalize it, you're really missing the mark. And another thing is if you're not going to personalize it and add visual elements to it, you might as well just do an audio phone call and, and not have video. You might as well just have a talking. If, if, if I'm not going to use video props and engagement and selling points to step out, this is a visual element. It's called like television. Yeah. Tele- we had radio back in the day, you know, old time radio. They didn't yeah, have yeah, TV. Yeah. You had to point the story. Oh, guess what? TV came out, motion pictures. I can see it now. So the, I think we miss a lot when if you just have a talking head video over a podcast and there's not much visual in there. You're missing an opportunity. That's all. You're missing another element. Then just strip what it down. Some, all how do you. people? How do people personalize video? Tell me more about that. What does that mean? Well, I think personalizes. I'm reaching out to Walker McKay. Okay, I'm going to go to Walker McKay's website. I'm going to look at a little work. I'm going to look at how he speaks, how he talks. I may put his logo up in the background. I may do some branding when I send him the video. So it's called social watch. I'm going to do a little video intel on you. I got to see you to believe you. And then I'm going to spin that back at you. So if I'm doing a presentation to Acme Corporation, Sales 101, I'd like to have some of their branding identity in the video, recognize it that, hey, I know a little bit about you, show proof of concept, and show that you get them because you've done your homework. So I would put your visual elements. I'd probably go a little deeper into it. It's not really necessarily stalking. I'm just going to look at who you are and what they do. And I believe your audience would appreciate that or your customers. so dumb old me, that's a lot like you might do before a um, for a prospecting call anyway, right? We're just doing it for video. No, absolutely. And doing our I call it social watching. So, so, uh, talk over you. Social watching. Do some intel. Social listening. You hear that for social selling, digital selling? Social se- social watching. Write it down. That's another way of looking at it. It seems to happen all the time and, and more and more all the time. So um, what's the hardest thing you have to overcome when you're talking to people about what you do? I think you get the, I don't do video. I don't want to look good on camera. It costs too much money. Uh, we, we outsource all that. <laughs> so all that and more, you know, we, we, we don't, we think more people want to read and listen. And I think so, people want to read and listen. I think people want to leverage video, audio, and text. They all work well together. I'm just a proponent that video is like your lead actor, text, and audio are the supporting cast. It, it's all about the message. So of those people, I'm sure your, your competition like mine sounds like it's gravity is doing nothing, right? Usually it's right. not some other video company that they're you're competing with. It's, it's them just deciding not to do anything. So tell me a story about somebody that may have been a naysayer, but that they, but they ended up hiring you. And one of the kind of things that they have said made a difference. Probably one of my first videos that I did was with a, a, a manufacturing representative company that supported different manufacturers in the industry. And they weren't really leveraging video to train their sales force. So we'd leverage, I created training videos to train these wow. manufacturing reps to go out to a Home Depot or Lowe's or the big five, or big fast on accounting, but the big manufacturing companies and outlets to sell products and services. So it was an internal training video. I was showing how to sell a grill 
how to sell a hose reel. It's not crazy stuff, but it was an internal video. Instead of having all the manufacturing reps go in and do a week of sales training, they watched right. the videos to go out to the store. So the impact was it saved them costs, it saved them time, but they could pull out the video and there, there's Doug training on a grill. Well, I got a refresher train on, on all the specs. Because the, manufacturer reps, they're, they're like a broker. Whatever deal works for them, I'll go with that, I'll go with that. I mean, they're, they're order takers in this sense. Yes. So, right. yeah, so yeah. having a training video to, to position it towards your brand helps. So you know, they were apprehensive because they weren't doing training videos. But then they said, well, we bring everybody in and shake hands and you know, have the great sales conference and hoopah. And, you know, and that's great, but... An extension would be video training. So what led to that is more and more projects. In fact, that's where I, I cut my teeth. If you go back to my earlier YouTube videos, I was selling um, char griller grills on, on videos and how to sell a hose really? reel or firewood. <laughs> you know, you know, it, it was just but it was manufacturing because the guy got it. Because after he goes, I get the training. And I, but I also get in the cost. And now you think about training and videos and vid- virtual selling and, I'm sorry, vi- video speaking and hybrid events. Look, we're not traveling as much, so what are people doing? Video. And they're doing hybrid yeah. events that are both virtual and face-to-face. Yeah, and it's so important to be able to master the skill of it, right, and to understand the power and also the limitations of video. By the way, what are some of the limitations of video that you see? I think one of the big things is, you know, I, first of all, I like to say, we use video everywhere it makes sense, okay? <laughs> I video podcasting and just podcasting. Some cases, video, a simple text, audio will suffice. Watching a video is an investment in my time. I got to stare and look at the screen. I can listen to the audio. So in some cases, I'm calling you up in a business call. I'm going to leave you a targeted, well-crafted voice message, but I'm going to position you to the video. So it's where... It's where it doesn't make sense. In certain cases, quick hits, a text message, or a quick soundbite or audio, maybe that's where you have to go. In, in some cases, when you have to be more complexity or you want to stand out and be different, that's where video comes into play in one area. We can talk about leveraging video beyond prospecting. I have a wealth of ideas on that, which I don't let's think we really touched. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Let, let's talk about leveraging video beyond prospecting. Tell, give me an example of that. I, I, okay, you've just had a customer meeting. You've already done some prospecting. The video recap message. I've met with your team. So I'm going to send, right after we, I met you and, and Walker McKay and Associates. You got 10 people I went into a room on, or we did a call. Yep, yep. Probably a virtual call now at this point. I could take that call, and, and then Walker asked some really brilliant questions in this. And I, I want to get back to that. So after the call, send a video message like you would maybe in an email that some people do, and recap the questions that Walker had or whoever had and do a video message recap. You spent 30 minutes in that meeting, summarize that meeting in two minutes in a video. Nice. Video proposals, requests for proposals, target the proposal and leverage that with video. These are all beyond prospecting. But my favorite area is user-generated content for video. Who's your best customer? Well, who's, yep. your best, who's your best sales force out there, Walker? It's going to be my existing customer. If not me, then my existing customers, right? They can sure touch more people than I do. Yes. Exactly. You know where I'm going with this. So having your existing customers do case studies and testimonials, great. Put them on your website. Having them do video on your behalf to visualize and recognize what you do is powerful. So having them, one, it takes 
back on the production costs because they're doing the heavy lifting. So mm. user-generated content with case studies and testimonials. The other type of videos would be, as I mentioned before, um, follow-up calls from meetings. What about serviceability means? I got you on stat. I got you on as a client right now. We've done the deal. The ink is dry. You're you're a customer. Keeping that customer retained with updated new features and offerings, service train, onboarding videos, reaching out. Hey, you've gone dormant on me. You haven't done anything with me in a while. A simple video to reconnect. Serviceability videos, user generated content, and a simple. Hey, how are you doing? How the hell is going on? What, what is going on with you? How can I help? So these are all different ways to leverage video beyond the sale. Because when the sale is done, it's just another step to the next sale, hopefully. Yeah, so it is a way to definitely differentiate yourself. You also talked about the power of storytelling and right. how that is so important. Tell me more about the storytelling aspect of the video. I think the standpoint of storytelling falls back to knowing your clients. And I hate that word excel with value because what the hell is value unless you know what value is in the, exactly. in the mind of the salesperson right so value for maybe for you would be i solved your problem value might be i gave you something that you didn't think about maybe i'm hopefully i'm bringing some value on this this interview here but you being are. in something that's insightful and that can go in the form of a story. So if I tell a story that's relatable to Walker in his industry, that resonates more to me just throwing a bunch of numbers at you. But I think the story has to come back from insight, not the word value, but what the insight means to the audience. You know what's worse than a story, though? Not having a story? A bad story. Ah. Like, you got to do story. You got to do stories. So story, storytelling. Yeah, okay. You, you've been around the guy or gal or whoever that tells a story that doesn't make any sense. And you're like, I'm uh. waiting for the end, <laughs> you know, or the, the joke teller that's got the long joke. Uh. It's like... You go, hey, Larry, is this a long story or a short story? It's funny. So anyway, so the point is the story's got to it's got to resonate with your audience. And a story could be relatable. If I'm talking in somebody in the manufacturing industry and, and let's say trucking supplies, I'm really reaching here. I've never uh -huh. sold into that. But uh -huh. having a relative customer in that same industry that's relatable, that they can conceive the same story. That's a story to me. Just telling about, you know, the hero story. Hey, we were here. We worked with Doug and now we're great. Those are good too. Those are those motivational things. But give me a story in my industry that resonates. And I say the same thing with case studies and testimonials. If you work with a lot of, if you sell and market to a lot of different industries out there, on your website, I would recommend strongly having a case study and video testimony for, testimony for each and every industry that you sell to. Manufacturing, healthcare, business professional services, whatever the case is, if you sell in all those, have relatable stories and video for each and every industry. So, so you're really talking about having people modernize, obviously, which I think we need to do our websites, every place that somebody can go find us, have some kind of valuable video out there that somebody can click on because that can give them more of a feel of who you are. At 100%. Said it right on the point. You know, having something that's relatable, that's relevant. You know, and so that takes a little time. That takes some personalization. And you got to dig deep. Yeah, you do. What about, because I think one of the things you and I talked about too was having your clients create a video for a prospect 
like a specific prospect. Do you ever have that happen? Or like a testimony or a client? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and with that, and there's twofold that. You want them to be real, authentic, have value. Say that word again. But you also kind of want to paint the picture for them because how do you get somebody to do a video testimony on your behalf? You got to earn the right first. Yes. If I say, hey, Walker, do a te- can you do it? Te- if you approach me and say, Doug, I'd like to do a testimonial for you. Okay, green light, let's go. Yeah. But if I haven't earned the right, I'm not going to get that. And then you want to, I say coach them, you don't want to, but you want to help them out with a few talking points. Sure. Because uh, the art of a testimonial would be uh, like you just defined this. If I see a testimonial for uh, your company and I'm looking to do that and I'm seeing a like minded company, Giving you a testimony, I want to be able to resonate with that. You know, let's say I'm yep. in the same boat that that other client was that's using you. It's got to be relatable. And what was the end result? Now we go back to the hero story. We used Walker. We were struggling down in the dumps. Our revenue, we were, you know, everything. And then the hero came and everything got better. And I highly recommend working with Walker McKay and associates. Yep. I keep bringing up associates. But the point yeah, is, yeah. but it's got to be identifiable without being cheesy. And then you want to tie it down with qualitative and quantitative information. Our, our sales numbers were this. After the hero came on, they've increased by this. We recommend this. So there's got to be substance in it. Can't be all just fluff and big words. Hey, things were great working with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, funny. I, it, I believe we really do have to coach our clients and that kind of stuff. I think we need to, I, when I'm getting my clients to do a testimonial or to call somebody on my behalf, I might say, tell me something. What would you say to them? And all of a sudden you'll hear silence because they're like, should I didn't think about that? And then you say, mm-hmm. well, and, and say, well, what do you think it would sound like? And they might start and they'll stumble because they're not thinking about it. And I might say, could you say this? Could you say that? Is that stuff true? So help them, coach them along to, so you can get the testimonial to be helpful to you because they want it to be helpful. If they're going to go through that effort, they don't want some shit to come out, right? They want good stuff. And you're coaching them, but you're you're guiding them and you're leading them. You're not manipulating them, but you're you're helping them paint it because you may get the other one. Hey, they were great to work with. End of story. Well, that doesn't do any value for other no, targeted customers. At the same time, I I like to have that customer be able to weave in their own business 100%. story, and they get kind of a promotion out of doing a testimonial. They get a 100%. chance to shine about them through the testimonial. So it's a win-win for everybody. It's a win for you. It's yeah. a win for them because they're marking themselves. And it's a, more importantly, it's a win for that potential client or prospect, prospect. that's watching yep. it. Yeah, it's awesome. So, Doug, where would somebody find you? If they wanted help with what it is that you do, where would somebody find you? Uh, you know, the social proof is there. So social networking sites like LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, I'm revamping my website. Google Doug Lehman, L-E-H-M-A-N. Under the video category, I'm there. You'll love it or hate it, but you'll see it. Yeah. Because the visual social proof there. Yeah. He has lots and lots of videos that the Doug has done a tremendous job. I was involved with Doug and I were both involved with something called the Sales Experts Channel. And Doug was in charge of all the video for that. And he did a beautiful job. And he's now retained by different sales conferences and things like that. So if you're a company that wants to, or an individual speaker or an author that wants to learn more about how can I use video to promote myself? How can I use video beyond prospecting, but to go next level? I highly recommend Doug. So on the social networks, Doug Lehman, um, how about um, email or website, something like that? DougLayman.com, Doug at DougLayman, yeah. L-E-H.com. Uh, Story Selling Media is a domain name. 
like I said, I'm, I'm up, upping everything right now. I'm in the process of doing that. If you're looking for production work, remote editing services, and that's big right now because we're not traveling. I'm pitching right now. That's where that's kind of my jam right now. So you're at a conference, you're leveraging long video calls, and you need somebody to chop it up into video marketing pieces. I'm your guy in layman's terms. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, so no BS sales team. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Doug Layman. Layman's terms. He is a smart guy. He's easy to work with. Does great work. Um, because you've listened to this entire podcast, I have a special gift for you. And it is a video, so mini course in video. It's called Seven Sales Mistakes, the video series. Um, it is seven quick videos to talk about seven common mistakes that people make and what you can do about it. Go to the number seven salesmistakes.com, download the mini course, watch it, and take, pick one thing and see if you can work on that for the next week and see what difference it might make. Thank you so much for listening. Doug, thank you for being here and being part of the show. You're the man. I appreciate you, and I look forward to watching more of your success. Thank you, and all the best in the new year, Walker. Thanks, buddy. Back at you. Thanks for listening to the OBS Sales School podcast. If you haven't already, please take one minute to write a quick review for the show. It really does make a huge difference. Also, subscribe to the show, and please forward this episode to somebody else who needs to hear it. As a bonus for listening, I'm going to give you access to a free mini course, Seven Expensive Sales Mistakes You're Making, and What You Can Do About It. Go to www.7salesmistakes.com and get access to the free mini course. That's the number seven salesmistakes.com. Thanks again for listening to the OBS Sales School podcast.